Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. The world needs to hear your message and your story, so don't deny the world of that gift within you that the universe has given you. Someone out there needs to hear your story because it will support them in feeling hope, inspired, and even transformed. Do you want to discover how I help get my clients out of their own way, show up, and confidently share their message? I would love to extend an invitation to you to join me in my free masterclass, Start Your Own Podcast from Idea to Implementation, on Wednesday, April 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find the registry link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Hello there. Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography Podcast. Today, my guest is Jemana Adler. She is a business transformation specialist that helps entrepreneurs and corporate leaders feel fulfilled knowing that their life's work creates a meaningful impact. Welcome, Jumana. Thank you so much for taking and making the time to be here with me today. I'm so happy to have you here and to get started, jump in and share a little bit about who you are, the beautiful light you put out into the world through the work you do, and just engage in conversation with you. So how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Brad. I'm excited about our conversation. It is my pleasure and my honor. So with that being said, let's jump in. So as I mentioned, you are a business transformation specialist. I would love to know, Jumana, what were you doing for a living before you made the jump into entrepreneurship? And what was the catalyst for that shift for you? Yeah, I mean, that's a big part of my story. So it's been over 20 years now since I first ventured into entrepreneurship. So in the early 2000s, the internet was a baby at that point. So the landscape was so different than it is now. But I first got a taste of entrepreneurship in the early 2000s. And then for me, that was really a way to make a living. And it was very much feast or famine. So I wanted to maintain the entrepreneurial spirit that I had, but I also was looking for some support. So I went into the corporate sphere. Specifically, I went into pharmaceuticals, big pharma, and I was in sales. So I had a territory business essentially that I managed. And I was in corporate for 17 years, again, specifically in pharma. And so being responsible for my own business, but again, having the backing of corporation, right. the corporation that I worked with. So it was like about 10 years ago now, I had gotten really sick. And again, specifically being in pharma, we put people in white coats on a pedestal in yes. general, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. But imagine the people that are in that industry. And and when I got sick, I went to get to them to get help and essentially was told that your labs are fine. There's really nothing we can do. Maybe it's mental. And I knew every part of me knew that was not the case. And at that point, I had been so disconnected from my body physically. We're all mind, body, soul. And I was probably 90% mind, 10% mm -hmm. <laughs> <10 percent> soul, <laughs> was totally ignoring my body. And I have to 
learn. I took that really very challenging time as an opportunity for me to reconnect with myself. I was so disconnected. The reality was I didn't even know what the GMO was. So I realized that what I had truly was a lifestyle illness. I was living the way that other people lived and could thrive. But for me, it just didn't work. So I had to educate myself. I got exposed to health coaches and, and really dove into the, to the world of health. And it took years to unravel what I had done. And in the process, it dawned on me that these businesses that we so easily as consumers outsource our trust and our accountability to don't have our best interest at heart. I'm not saying that I didn't know that going to McDonald's all the time was going to be harmful <laughs> to you, but there's still very much a lack of disclosure and transparency. Of course, the consumer ultimately has the responsibility, For sure. but the business is still could be more transparent. I mean, that's really an important part here. So it dawned on me that businesses were not operating from that place of integrity. Yeah, there uh, has to be accountability there for both sides, right? Yes. Yes, you got it. And I didn't see that. And then even on my part, I wasn't, I was so easily giving it up. And when you start to shift things out of your life, other things that you may not expect start shifting too. Mm. And so I had gotten the whispers that maybe I wasn't in the right career early on. I'd say 2018, the health challenge really began 2013, 2012, 2013. So about 10 years ago and like 2017, 2018, I started really feeling like maybe this isn't for me, even maybe a little bit sooner. But quite frankly, it was golden handcuffs. It was yeah, good gig. I got paid pretty well for what I was doing. I was good at what I was doing. And there were aspects that I felt very passionate about. And then we had COVID hit. And you had, again, people in positions of authority saying, trust me, <laughs> exactly. Uh -huh. And after what I went through and how I had to unravel what made sense for me and what was really aligned with how I should be living, that narrative just didn't fit with me. And yeah, the trust had been lost. Trust had been lost. But even before people now may realize that the trust had been lost, this was early on. It just didn't, from the very beginning, it just mm -hmm. didn't feel good to me because I knew what the definition of health was. And they're going off saying, you have to wear a mask, you have to stay indoors. And I'm like, no, we need sunlight. We need to have mm -hmm. our feet on the ground. These yeah. are essential components to your body being For well. sure. Yeah. yeah. And so I started to, especially around COVID was like, this isn't really fitting anymore, but still I was holding on. I was, and then I had to make a decision. So because the mandates were starting to affect, go into place. And I was very firm on my boundaries, very yeah. firm. And so I walked away and I left almost two years ago now. And I'll tell you, Brad, it was terrifying to me. Yeah. I was in a victim mentality and not even conscious of it, even though it was my choice. I'm the one that walked away. But I was still very angry because I was so disappointed at how things had unfolded because it wasn't simply that I made a choice. I was ostracized for my decisions. There was a lot of other things. We were villain people who didn't follow were vilified. Absolutely. Like you're killing grandma and yeah. of all people, you should be following the rules. And it's again, there 
we lost because the fear took over yeah. for a lot of people. I really saw and experienced dehumanization and mm -hmm. it is still continuing today in, in other realms and even somewhat in the COVID sphere too. Yeah. But so anyways, I was in this space, quite frankly, Brad, where I knew that if I stayed it wasn't fitting. But when I looked ahead, like I clearly had no idea what I was going to be doing. And there was darkness in front of me. Mm. But that felt better than staying. That friction, that point was just like, it was a no brainer for me. But that doesn't mean that I was okay, I'm ready now. I was in this space. And I like to say I was cooking for six months, because like a meal, you don't just eat a piece of raw chicken, you yeah. have it. And so we have to go through experiences. And what I believe is we all have a golden alchemy thread, which essentially is our gifts. And we right. very different for everybody. There may be some overlap, but that golden thread for short unlocks as we experience different things. Because if all our gifts flooded at once, then we would take certain things for granted and we wouldn't utilize them as we're meant to. And I firmly believe that our gifts are meant to be in service. Like for this sure. is how That's part of why we're here on this planet is to be in and of yes. service. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you want to do it from that authentic place where it's genuine and it's really an area that you can make an impact. So I, because of my health journey, I began working with a medical intuitive, Lindsay Diamond, and she saw that I was lost at that moment, kind of stuck in this place. And she encouraged me to take a business intuition course with her mentor, Lori Wilson. And I did that in the fall of 2022. And that unlocked something for me. It was once I took that course, it was third quarter. And I was just like, okay, I know exactly what I meant to do. And it was now looking at it, it was a stepping stone. It was a bridge, but it was just very clear. So the business intuition course is really where you look at the business as a separate energy. And this right. is what I incorporate in my work. You look at it as a separate entity. And in the course, what we were taught is to read it like a piece of paper. And that was my first opening into seeing the business as a separate energy. Now, what I do is different because you take... What you learn and you make it what works for you in, in terms of how you're meant to show up and how you're meant to work. So what I do with that knowledge is I'm going deeper. I'm actually reading it as like a 5D energy. And from there, I'm able to access the basically the soul of the business and then also access the business leaders and how they are meant to serve as well, their golden thread. And from there can tune into the ideal market, the ideal offerings and the why, just to really help with that alignment, which reveals the what I call the business treasure map. Because when we're operating from this place of alignment, then you're in a place of magnetism rather than this hustle, yeah. and competition and scarcity mindset. You use the term transformation specialist when referring to the work you do. Is there a particular reason you chose to use the word transformation specialist as opposed to coach? Was that intentional for you? Yeah, I actually, for me, the word coach, I'm very, uh, <laughs> it just 
repels me. And the reason is I'm not somebody that you work with long term. I mean, I do have people that I work with mul over multiple sessions, but because my containers are very much a blend of the ethereal and the practical, we do so much in one session that it's really, I'm a consultant. If you come down to it, what I'm doing though, is I'm accessing the business energy as the information source in right. addition to the other individuals that are at play. And I'm essentially connecting the dots. So yes, there's some coaching that takes place because we are shifting things. So through questions for sure, but a lot of it is energetic. And I also teach people how to do this on their own in that session. Okay. And my goal really is to empower people. Empowerment is such an, an important word for me. Yeah. And I know for you as well, obviously, but the goal is to empower people to really be able to look within and trust their own systems and tune out the noise and the filters and really go within and honor that they have the capability and to access all of this information. Now, I do acknowledge that it is oftentimes helpful to have somebody outside of you hold a container because we do have our own filters and our own limiting beliefs. And sometimes in certain situations, it's much easier, at least in the beginning, maybe some certain things to have somebody else hold that space to open up that opportunity for the, the other individual. And that's really where I help and excel in. So I'm not handholding. When you're done with me, even in one session, you're going to be very clear you're going to have practical steps and you're going to be very clear with who you are and how you're meant to serve and why you're here to serve. Now, from there, you may want to hire a coach to handhold you. Right. And the difference that I see with a coach is they work with accountability and they bring out the good in you. But the reality is the process that most coaches have to bring out the good in you takes a lot longer. With me, we can do it in a very short amount of time because it's a very much an ethereal space, an energetic container. And so you're done and you'll have action steps and then you can move on to what you do need. What lights you up or inspires you the most about the work that you're doing? That I'm helping others see their light because we're all diamonds, Brad. We're all <laughs> I love that, yes. And it's just, we so often, again, outsource. Mm -hmm. We're like, oh, this person sees me. This person values me. And it's, but if it doesn't come from within first, it's not gonna glow to the capacity that we're all entitled to be glowing. We are the foundation for everything. It all starts here within us. Yes. Nobody completes you. That's you right. You complete yourself. Although Jerry Maguire would have you believe different. <laughs> yeah. And that was an older movie. So, yeah. you know, but no, we're seeing this so much. People who are saying, oh, you didn't use the right pronouns and mm. I feel invalidated. That's because there is this combat internally and it's mm -hmm. being projected externally to the fact that People are seeking this external validation. Yeah. And it doesn't work that way. It no, doesn't it work. Doesn't. Again, you're outsourcing, just like I was saying I was doing earlier on with these businesses that I mm. was buying from. You're just simply outsourcing. Nobody is responsible to complete you, but you have to own that and you have to yeah. take reins. Radical responsibility. Love that. Yes. You and I, Brad, no question. <laughs> yes. yeah. On the flip side of that, Jumana, what would you say is one of the most difficult parts of the work you do? I would say sometimes there's a lot of layers we have to go through. 
because people get so beaten down sometimes by life experiences. And the other thing that's so important is for people to be empowered that experiences, even the challenging ones are happening for us, not to us. And a lot of people bring in this victim mentality. It's a huge shift. It is. So that would be what I would say is the biggest challenge. People coming in with, oh, and I get it. I'm not speaking from this place of judgment. I'm coming at it from a place of somebody who's experienced it. And again, we don't all know all our limiting beliefs. We all are in our own systems that have blind spots. So I'm not diminishing that, but it is important to at least be aware of that. And from that awareness, that's when the opportunity to shift things shows up. Shift from victim to victor. Yes, I love that. Yes. (laughs) What type of person or client is your ideal client? What types of things do you look for in a potential client before deciding to work with them? So I have two tracks, the Mm -hmm. entrepreneur track and the corporate track. But with respect to my consults, this applies to either. I work with anybody, honestly, across any industry who are looking to expand their business and uncertain of the direction. Or all business leaders, again, whether they're entrepreneurs or corporate, that's the path that I chose is business. People who are having difficulty identifying their business's unique market or ideal offers. People who are wanting to start their own business, but not quite sure of the vision. Anybody who's having difficulty sorting out which ideas have the greatest potential. And also just anybody who's drowning in important decisions. And Recently, I'm stepping into a new sphere of business where, and this is turning into speaking engagements and workshops, and the theme really is how to leverage conflict in business for expansion and growth. And I'm doing my first presentation on this topic next month for growth stage businesses, February 15th, called Leading Through Conflict. And I've already been asked to do other speaking engagements. And I feel like this is a sphere that is really helpful, whether it's in corporate or for team environments, but also like groups of entrepreneurs as well, because conflict is inevitable. And then I also go into the interplay between inner and external conflict, because they're very much connected. So yeah, so that's, I have the consults that I can do. Mm -hmm. And then now I'm stepping into the workshops and the speaking engagements. Beautiful. What would you say are three of the most important lessons you've learned in your career as someone who works with entrepreneurs and corporate leaders? The first thing is struggle is a sign of misalignment. Okay. And then the second thing is the struggle or friction is an opportunity for growth. And then the third thing, specifically for me, but something that I've for sure applies to everybody is really the need to connect internally on a daily basis to block out the external influences and really flush out what isn't aligned to you. Because Again, we're, coming back to here, coming back to us. That's it. Coming back to creator. And I literally, for me, I have a method that I do every day where I'm making sure I'm connecting the source and connecting to me internally because it's so easy for us to get sidetracked, especially with the distractions that we have so readily yeah. available. The technology piece is a blessing and a curse. Yes, for and sure. As somebody who was here before the internet and then growing into it, you see. It's a double-edged sword. 
It is a double-edged sword. Yeah. So we really need to be clear in our own vessel. And then from there, we're able to make decisions that are much more aligned. When it comes to entrepreneurship and specifically transformation, mindset is obviously going to play a big part in the day-to-day routines. Can you speak to how important a part mindset has played in helping you through your struggles and just how important mindset is to our daily routines and our successes? Yeah, I love that. That question. I myself have a very active mind and it has been a challenge, especially coming from corporate, very much black and white in a lot of ways. And the mind acts up when we don't feel safe. And it's not an enemy to us. It's something that we should leverage. So this was especially when I left my pharma career. Uh, I mean, I was like having panic attacks. And even at one point I thought I was going to go back to work for somebody else until I figured out what I was going to do. And literally like my body was telling me, no, no, hell yeah, no. Exactly. But the mind was like, no, this is the right thing because yeah. this is what's predictable. Fear and, and ego. Yes, exactly. So really working with my mind to let it know that the safe route for, for me, but really for all of us is the path we are meant to lead. And then from there, the mind starts to quiet and calm down. So it was more, I call the body the neutral messenger. The body is constantly telling us what it needs and how it feels. And using that to quiet mind is this interplay between the two. It's a lot of work to learn to be able to quiet the mind or turn the volume down. But I think once you're able to learn how to or master that ability, you're golden because we not only have to deal, and I think that really the worst thing we have to deal with is ourselves. We are our own worst enemies. Mm -hmm. So I think once we're able to harness that and get the reins on that, all the external shit is nothing. That's a walk in the park. We can get through that no problem because we do have all of that to deal with on top of the internal struggles that we deal with. So once you're able to learn to turn the volume down, I think you're golden. Yes, you're right. And this is what causes people to have panic attacks is because you're in that loop and you're also thinking too far ahead. The other key thing is to be present. And that's when connecting to breath really helps. It's like when you have your breath and you can feel your heartbeat, like you have everything you need in that moment. It's, I think I use the analogy of a staircase. It's don't mm. look at the entire staircase. Take yes. it look at one step at a time. Because if you stand back and you look at the whole yeah. staircase, you're going to get overwhelmed and yes. then you won't do anything. You won't take any action. So if you yeah. take it and look at it as one step at a time, you're better off. It'll help you ease into that, whatever that is. Yes. And what you said, yeah. So you, the goal is not to be paralyzed with fear because mm-hmm. you're concerned about the future, but it really is to trust. It's yeah. to trust that you are safe. Mm-hmm. And this is the communication that takes place to the mind yeah. and to really appease it. I got you. I got yeah, you. for sure. I want to continue on this path of the mindset piece and business and struggles that go along with all of it. So often we see and hear from experts as yourself who have overcome adversity and transformed through the pain to discover the purpose, their purpose, which is amazing and beautiful and powerful. I'd love to hear from you with all that you've gone through 
and come out the other side. What are some of the struggles and things you still face today around mindset, imposter syndrome, just to name a few? I mean, I'm sure you would agree with me that just because we have been through the struggles and we've come out the other side does not mean that we are done with the struggles. They're not going to come back again. They're not going to rear their ugly heads. They're still going to be there. They're still going to pop up from time to time. But again, it goes back to what we were just talking about, learning to turn the volume down. Can you share a little bit about that with me? Oh, yeah. It's an ongoing struggle. I mean, I don't like to use the word struggle, but Mm -hmm. that is a good word for it. It's really a a reminder, a constant need of reminding myself. And also, it's okay that I don't know what I'm going to be doing in a few months. It's okay. And in fact, when I start my day, I focus on today. And there are a lot of things on that list that might not get done because it's not meant to get done today. Mm. And to not be hard on myself for that, because the reality is we have to honor where we are. And if we ourselves are not honoring ourselves and being from that place of integrity, we're not showing up that way. And we're not able to help others also show up that way. So that integrity is so important. So that constant reminder of really ensuring that I'm clear on what's true for me. And for me, it's a daily habit. There are a lot of people that can do it and sometimes multiple times a day, honestly. But some people are much more connected in the sense that they can do it where they're meditating maybe a couple times a week or whatever, and that works for them. But for me, especially because my business is still fairly new. So I am still learning and like we talked about before, expanding in new directions and when you're an entrepreneur and it's your business can only go as far as you can go. That's right. And so it's so important to honor that connection and honor where you are at. Because if I were to start thinking about sometimes even three months ahead, I wouldn't have gotten where I am today. What is one tip or takeaway that you can provide that listeners can implement immediately to start reconditioning their minds for the success that they want. Block things out, filter the (laughs) outside world, right? And as I said before, Brad, I mean, I make it an effort and it took a while for me to do, I'll be honest. Like I've always known I needed to take this time in the quiet and connect with myself. And I was always so resistant to it. And there are still some days. It's kind of like working out. But then when you do it, it's like you're enlightened yeah. for the day. So that to me is the most important thing because you're going in and you're really assessing what is true for you today in this moment, not Tomorrow, not next week. (laughs) Living in the present. Yes. What, in your opinion, is the most important quality or skill set in a leader? Curiosity and empathy. Because the way I look at things, and this is why we see a lot of problems in the world, we're not looking at the other side from a place of curiosity. We're looking to convince them that they need to come to our side. That we are right. right. That our opinion is the right one. Yes, exactly. And so genuine curiosity opens up that avenue for really taking in. And the empathy part is so crucial too. So I say to your question, curiosity and empathy, crucial. Because even if we're curious, we ask a question, oh yeah, so why would you say that? And we're coming at it from a, eh, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't work. You really have to be curious and empathetic 
to what they tell you and what they're mm. ready to share with you. And it isn't just about listening. It's about feeling. Yeah. And the heart is so integral here. Taking it in, not to take it on as your problem, but to put yourself in their shoes for a moment. And that's the problem that we see in our world today. And the reality is the governments around the world, quite frankly, don't deserve the people that they are supposedly serving. They and don't. so- yeah. And this is my mission is to, quite frankly, bypass the governments and lead humanity through business because businesses have the reach. For and sure. that's a big part of my mission is the more we can honor our own uniqueness, the more we're able to hold space for the uniqueness in others. And it has to come from a place of integrity and respect. And so curiosity and empathy, crucial, as well as integrity and respect, crucial yeah. components of leadership. Yeah. What is your greatest strength as a transformational specialist who helps entrepreneurs and corporate leaders? I really am, am good at holding that container for them to see themselves and the beauty that's within from a place that's very non-judgmental and also truly helps them see their light and then not just see it, but do something with it. I'm seeing a common or a golden thread here through the conversation <laughs> of the self, everything coming oh, from here. This is there. the foundation, right? It's weaved throughout the conversation and it's true. It's the foundation for everything. Absolutely. And let's talk about leadership for a second. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you have people that report to you. Leadership yeah. starts with self. Yeah. And then when you master the self, then from there you shine and then other people will come to you naturally not by force. They're going to no. come to you because they see that you hold Magnetism. these qualities. Mm -hmm. that, Matt, that's the word. I love that <laughs> word. That's an important word for me. Yes. Magnetism. It's not forced. It's not imposed. People are like, oh, wow, look at him or her. They're really walking the talk. And that's what we don't see enough of in this world from our leaders from business to government to across the board, people are saying, do as I say, not as I do. And yeah. that just doesn't work. It's no, fake. It is. It's bullshit. What is the process in your mind that best supports leadership development? The self. I mean, <laughs> a deep dive in the self. It all starts with us. Now, there is the willingness to go in, because we talked about this earlier about the victim mentality. We have to be able to self-reflect from an honest place, a non-judgmental place. And then from there, accept where we're really at in this moment. It doesn't have to be a good place. And it's okay to honor that. It's important yeah, to honor that. You have sure. part of the process because transformation, and this is why that word is so important to me, it's an intense process. It is not a light process. I mean, you feel like you're dying in some time. Well, look know? at a caterpillar transforming into a butterfly. That is a long process and it's not pretty. No, it's not. It's not. But if everything was light and airy, there's no growth. I yeah. mean, we need that contrast. Yes. You cannot experience one without the other. You have to have the both. Exactly. Otherwise, it's just like a straight line. And yeah. what transformation does is it allows for that like spiral where you can grow and mm -hmm. go to the next level. That doesn't mean you're not going to experience pain and heartache again. It just means we have to take it and we ask, what is here for me? 
What's the lesson in this? What's the silver lining in this? Exactly. I use the term gold nuggets. I'm like, what is the gold in this for me? And Mm -hmm. what can I take from it? Because a lot of times, more often than not, these challenging times shine a light into who we really are and also how we are meant to serve in some way. Yes. Beautifully said. How has your own personal journey as a business transformation specialist contributed to your personal growth and development? And what advice would you give to others aspiring to get into this field of work? It's not for the faint of heart. (laughs) I mean, we're holding space because even again, we're talking about business, but it's very much personally connected to the people who are working for whether it's a corporation or their own business. The two are very interconnected and you can't have one without the other because the business is usually a physical structure or maybe not a physical meaning brick and mortar, but it is structure. And with the human experience, it's very different. It's very much layered and also very much dependent on other people and other experiences, right? So it's not for the faint of heart. And the other thing is you got to check your job judgment at the door. I mean, that's a big thing because when you bring judgment into things that filters the experience and filters the environment. So it's hard to say because everybody has their own uniqueness and and will bring things to the table, but it's very fulfilling to me to see the transformation that results How has it contributed to your personal growth and development, this journey you're on? It's inspiring. And I'm grateful that I'm listening to the call. I mean, it's interesting. When I was in pharma, many times I had been asked, oh, you need to move up into leadership roles and you need to do this and that. And that wasn't aligned to me because I'm not saying that leadership isn't a path of mine, but I was in the wrong arena for it. And so even though putting myself out there now is very uncomfortable, I am being led by the higher purpose. So that has to be shelved. Whereas when I was in a career that wasn't aligned, I was like, it was easier to stay in the corner and be hidden and make sure nobody really knows who I am. And now when I'm honoring my path and and stepping into who I meant to be and how I meant to serve, it's important for me to continue to go deeper and deeper to remove those blocks. And shine like a diamond. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I feel like I'm good at connecting the dots, seeing the big picture and then being able to drill down and help other people see solutions to things that they may not have been open to before. But also, and I'd say maybe even more importantly, is holding space for people to shift and being able to give them that opportunity to actually look inside and see the goodness that's there. Speaking of success, what does that word mean to you? How do you define the word success? Living your purpose. Plain and simple. That's it. Plain and simple. Living your purpose. And you'll know because opportunities you don't expect are going to show up because you are stepping into what you're meant to do. And I'll just speak earlier on with my business. I was working primarily with people one-on-one. And even though I knew I was supposed to work with larger groups of people, but the limiting belief, as we talked about before, holding me back, who are you? And then all of a sudden, opportunities started showing up. 
and showing that this is the right path. Now I'm stepping into that. You'll also feel it in your soul. Yes. You'll feel that burning, that fire, that want and the desire there, the fulfillment. Yes. Yes. And that's one of the things that we owe it to ourselves to tune in and know what our clue is, right? 1000%. Yeah. Not the external validation, but what feels good inside. It's like I said earlier about leaving my career. I just knew that didn't feel good anymore. That doesn't mean that it felt good to leave. I actually didn't feel good to leave. I just knew that it felt a little bit better than if I stayed. You (laughs) had to, you had to for your own well-being. Exactly. So it's knowing what that is for you. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before you learned it? And what was your life like after learning it? That I'm not for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And being okay with that too, on top of that. And on the flip side of that, everyone's not for you. That's it. And not all problems are there for me to solve. That's another one. So pulling back my energy on what really lights me up and feels good to tackle. What does the word empowerment mean to you? Enabling power. And it's self-power, but also through that self-power. And when I say self-power, I mean it from a very pure place, an integral place, not greed or deceit, maliciousness, Mm -hmm. doing it for any negative reasons. And from there, enabling others to be empowered. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section here. So the next grouping of questions, just be one, two, three word answer type thing. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. (laughs) How would you describe yourself in one word? Evolving. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? That we all are diamonds and we need to honor each other's uniqueness. What is one thing you love about yourself that is not related to your physical appearance? I'm constantly looking for the opportunity to not repeat the same cycles. What is one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Peace. What is your personal motto? Everything happens for a reason. And that concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. (laughs) (laughs) What challenge in your life, Jumana, has shaped you the most, would you say? My health journey, for sure. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't from health journey. What is one lesson that your career has taught you that you think everybody should learn at some point in their life? That we very easily allow ourselves to be put in a box. And it's so important to recognize that we can get out of that box. It's a self-imposed prison. It is. If you work for, and this was my experience, I worked for a few corporations and the paycheck was great and it was steady. But then when it's not, and you feel safe, and then all of a sudden it gets pulled out, whether it's your choice or you get laid off. In my case, it was my choice, but many people get laid off. And then you realize what you thought was safe really isn't. There is no job security anymore. I think back to when my parents were working full time and there was the supposed job security back then, Mm -hmm. I think more so than there is now because people back then, they got into a job and they were there for a lifetime. That was their career. That was where they stayed. They got the the watch at 25 years. And now, I mean, people shift and move all the time. I couldn't agree more. But then, as you said, too, you've got the the golden handcuffs, too, right? Which make it very hard. And you are stuck in that self-imposed prison, that box, because Mm -hmm. you don't know and you don't think that there's anything else outside of it. 
Yeah, because I mean, I, I wonder sometimes if COVID hadn't happened, I could have easily coasted there. I was comfortable, yeah, not it. fulfilled. I wasn't fulfilled, but it was fine. And now I feel fulfilled. Like it's crazy, the difference. But you have to be willing to trust that when you are doing what you are meant to be doing, you will be supported. And that goes back to that magnetism piece. But so many people stay stuck in that box, stuck in that self-imposed prison because they don't, first of all, and again, this is going to tie back to what we've been talking about, the the golden thread, is they don't believe in themselves enough. They don't have the inner strength to know and to believe in themselves that they can accomplish more. They can achieve more. They just have to do the work here and put in the work to be able to step outside that box. Yes. And usually those feelings are because of external sources. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But again, I think we have to acknowledge too, that it's these inner demons. Oh yeah. We let it, again, we give away our accountability. It's that whole thing. The bottom line is people get caught up in this victim mentality and they don't even realize it. Yeah. And that's the danger. So walking around with blinders on. That's it. Jimana, what is your why? It is peace. It really is. I am so upset at the state of our world. I am so disappointed. And I really, again, just see that people are just blackballing people because they don't agree with them on some level. And that's just not, we're all created differently for a reason. There's a higher vision and we're so stuck in this low frequency, this dark energy Mm -hmm. of being manipulated by a few people who are pulling strings to get us to cut each other and go at each other. And I mean, we're in a self-imposed box and we have to be able to break that through. And from there, we'll get collaboration. And then from there, we get peace. There's so much divisiveness in the world and that's exactly what is wanted. That's the plan is to have that divisiveness. So we're at each other. We need to come together and collaborate and build community and support and all of these things because we can't do this alone. You just can't. It's impossible. Totally. And we have the examples to look for are like even with the businesses, many of these larger businesses, they're operating through this competition, through this deception, through this fear and scarcity model, which is not an integrity. But you look at even entrepreneurs, they're operating not in integrity many times because they don't know what they're meant to be doing here. So you have both ends of the spectrum. One is intentional, one is not intentional, but it's still lacking integrity. And that's really important. And that's why it's so important for me in terms of what made me start my business is to get people to operate from their golden thread so that they're operating from integrity. And I really, again, feel that All businesses have that possibility, that potential, should they choose to. For sure. What is something surprising that you've learned about yourself in the past year? The resilience part. Yeah. I mean, I've always known that for me, just because of other experiences that we haven't even touched upon, but it's a good reminder sometimes. For sure. Shake your foundation a little bit. Yeah. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? 
So she's not here physically anymore, Mary Magdalene, because first of all, I feel like a lot of what's said about her in the mainstream is not accurate. I feel like she was very integral. She came from a strong place of faith and courage, and she really helped shape a lot of the world at that time. So I would be honored to be able to sit with her for an hour. I've heard a lot of women say recently that have selected Mary Magdalene that she is not portrayed in an accurate light Yes, in today's day and age. It's very inaccurate. Yes. Yeah. I. That's exactly why. Because I'm picking up even just energetically on her leadership qualities. And it's a shame, but it goes to show you again, you have to trust the information that you get and that yeah. it feels good to you. And that's why, because what's printed about her, I don't feel is accurate. So I yeah. really want the opportunity to sit with her and be like, tell me about yourself. <laughs> Jamana, if you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Trust the journey. You are not the victim. You are the captain. Lastly, Jamana, if you were to deliver your last 30 second speech to the world, your tribe, your people, your corner of the world, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What would you say? What words of wisdom would you impart? Your uniqueness is needed to shine in this world. And we need all the uniqueness bulbs and diamonds to be lit up. And that means we do not attack each other for their uniqueness. We let them shine. Beautifully said. Jamana, thank you so much for taking and making the time to be here with me today, for sharing a bit about your story, your journey. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. For those out there listening, could you please share, if you don't mind, where people can connect with you, where they can find you, learn a bit more about who you are, your website, social media links, all of that stuff. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity, Brad. Yes, I'm at jamanainc.com. That's my website. You can connect with me on LinkedIn at Jamana Adler. I'd love to connect with you. And then my IG handle is Jamana Inc. One word. Beautiful. Jamana, thank you so much again for taking and making the time to be here with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure and honor having the opportunity to speak with you. I am so grateful and appreciative for having this opportunity and for having you as a member of the Empowerography community. I hope you have a wonderful and beautiful day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Brad. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.